recorded in front of a live studio audience in Los Angeles, California. Dude, check this out, man. Look at this. Whoa. Dude, check what I got. What? Man, we're wrestling guys. And at the Wrestling Guy store, you can be too. The Wrestling Guy store, located at 6085 State Street, Huntington Park, California, is five miles west of the Commerce Casino. Studio audience in Los Angeles, California. Aren't you a little old for toys? I'm not old. I'm a wrestling guy. And at the wrestling guy store, you can be too. Are you buying this for your kid? No, I'm buying it for me, because I'm a wrestling guy. And at the wrestling guy store, you can be too. Aren't toys for kids? I'm not a kid. I'm a wrestling guy. And at the wrestling guy store, you can be too. We're all wrestling guys, and at the Wrestling Guy store, you can be too! The Wrestling Guy store, located at 6085 State Street, Huntington Park, California, just five miles west of the Commerce Casino. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to part two of episode 45 here at Circle Debate and the Titan Tron Podcast. Once again, I want to thank our brother from another man, Anthony, for joining us in part two. Man, we got... Now, part two to talk about is pro wrestling news very briefly. Don't forget this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, to tune in to AEW Elevation, making his debut on the YouTube channel. I'll be watching that for sure instead of Raw because three hours of words of my life. I'm sorry. Sorry, Bobby. I love you, Bobby. I'll probably just see you only, but not nothing, nobody, nothing else. No. The sorry. best wrestling on a Monday night. <laughs> because why? Because first of all, I want to give kudos to Danny Limelight because he will be competing as Jungle Boy. For life, that's right. And also, we do have Matt Caster versus Dante Martin. We have Tate Conti versus Ashley Fox, Brandon Cutler, and Powerhouse Hobbs in the main event, which is Matt, in the, Matt Flanders. Ah, Makito main eventing uh, elevation versus Rijo. So, I know that Matt. Just to touch the main event, why you're so happy about it, just let the viewers know about it. I think we get to hear Brooklyn the whole in, in its entirety, you know, without either the music cutting off or, you know, the levels being uneven like her debut. So she gets to sing the whole thing. Or she has another song, another Toki Wokeru song that she sings whenever she's part of a tag team. She was she sang it as her like as her intro during DDT and and during her like early early days and it's it's a hit it's a bop she's she originally sang it with her tag team partner mizuki and you know that song rocks whoa 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 like if she sings that she's got to get all the songs in before she goes back to japan unless she's here for good yeah definitely but i mean also we're looking looking forward to hear the debut of paul white and his commentary his color commentary so that's something that i'm also paul white about. talking about makito like oh, oh fukuoka <laughs> you know fukuoka <laughs> japan and uh pop idol groups uh. <laughs> wow yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that but also when, was, wanted... when when would that ever be a sentence the big show and, <laughs> <laughs> and j-pop in one sentence hey, you never only know in aw right 
well, you never know. You might see him getting up, dancing to it. Dancing. Never... <laughs> if that happens, I'm going to message Seven you. Seven foot, and... 500 pounds. Oh, my God. I can't wait. But whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> here's another one that I want to touch on, this one, which, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget tomorrow, which is Impact. You're able to go ahead and which Impact Sacrifice on pay-per-view. Reason why I'm touching that, because there's a main event that was announced which is title versus title. We should have Rich Swan, the Impact World Champion, versus Moose, the, the TNA World Heavyweight. The winner of that, the unification of the belts, the winner of that also gets a shot at Kenny Omega at Rebellion April 24th, title versus title. This is now where I'm going to say very briefly, gentlemen, my apologies if I go first, and, but this is now the, the, Thanos, the Thanos Summary Collections has begun. The Collector is now going to start with this. I did hear a lot of social media outblast. They do not like this idea because they know where it's going to go with the Kenny Omega, with you know taking over the Impact World Title. And but who I will I would like for him to face is Moose. No pun intended. No disrespect to Rich Swan. He could put a hell of a match. He really could. He's a great competitor. But Moose for me is the, who has been the loyalist in TNA, then Impact. Out of all, all of them. I think Moose deserves that recognition. He deserves a spotlight. And yes, we already know Kenny will, have, will win that belt. So he will have three titles in his waist. Triple A World Heavyweight title, the mega one. The AEW one, and now Impact. So now this is where the collector begins. Dano Styles getting all the rings, getting all the belts. A lot of people do not like it. The fact because you're, make, you're pretty much making Impact look like shit. But in my opinion, I feel... You know, it's, they could flip it around. Well, I'll yeah. say, but the, here's be, the thing, though. You, you're going to have, now you're going to have Kenny competing in Impact more often, besides also AEW. So he has to triple, like, double the duty. But uh, understanding that it's not an Impact talent, that's where I kind of understand. But, I mean, what other, uh, what other way to pretty much relive your, you know, revive the brand? You need someone like Kenny Omega. And it's an unfortunate. I'm not saying that Moose can't cut it or Rich Swan. But look at their look at the ratings. Look at the, how they're looking at it, Twitch and everything else. Not looking as the best. I mean, come on. It, it is an unfortunate that people were do not like that decision. But I honestly, I'm all for it because there's always going to be that one individual who's going to dethrone all of that. So we don't know. So I'll go to you, Anthony. Your thoughts about that happening? What are your thoughts about that? Um, you know, when I heard the news that they were going to finally unite the titles, I was all for it because. Um, I am a huge, huge Moose supporter. I think he is by far my favorite guy in TNA right now, or Impact, whatever you want to call it, um, easily. He is, you know, ever since, you know, when uh, they were doing a lot, uh, when Billy Corgan was still in the scene in TNA, and Moose was still, you know, he wasn't like the top guy, but he was in a prominent role there. Uh, even back then, I was huge on Moose. Um, and now for the stuff that he's been doing now, um, well in a way but so i was very excited to see him versus rich swan to finally unite the titles because then i can finally say moose is the impact world champion yes but then you add in the idea of kenny omega and i like you know i like the idea of the belt collector because it's just a, it's a cool gimmick and i think it fits kenny um and i think it'll help out impact in some way uh by putting the title on him but i don't know if it's the right time 
to do it right now mm -hmm. because you have this situation where you're going to have this big, it's a huge match for TNA, uh, Rich Swan versus Moose. Like this is, this is big because you have had these two world titles that haven't been united. Finally, you're going to unite them and see who the undisputed uh, Impact World Champion is. And for me, like I said, I really want it to be Moose. But then you add in this idea of Kenny Omega. And for me, the money match that has been the money match is Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan. So do you stunt the momentum of Moose for Rich Swan? Or do you let Moose win the title and then ultimately feed him to Kenny Omega? I don't really know if Moose fits into this situation. Uh, so with that being said, I would probably go with Rich Swan to win at sacrifice to ultimately lose to Kenny Omega. Because, you know, regardless, we're going to have a great match between Rich Swan and Kenny Omega. Um, I think it's really dependent on do you want a great match between two guys and then you go with Swan, or do you really don't care about the stars that you get out of this match and you want more of a story, you go with Moose. I think that's the way of looking at it. I think the styles of Kenny Omega and Rich Swan fit better in a match. Mm. Um, and uh, I think just, you know, there's different guys that I like to see Moose go up against because I treat them as, you know, like you could have either guy win. It's a weird uh, pairing to see Moose versus Kenny Omega. I just don't really. That's why I was a little, when uh, he replaced uh, Alex Shelley, Moose, in that uh, six-man match, I was a little iffy about it because I just don't think that Moose fits well in that spot. Um, I'm looking forward to any match that they put on, um, you know, both at Sacrifice and either or wherever they go with um, at the, uh, what is it, Rebellion, the yeah, show? Rebellion. At Rebellion. Um, I would love to see Kenny lose in some capacity. Maybe you have John Moxley um, come out and cost him the match or do something with that. Uh, or maybe Eddie Kingston. That's how you have Kingston versus Omega. You know, a lot of ways that you could go about this. And, you know, with that being said, maybe this is AEW and Impact sign of maybe we're not getting the belt collector all along and this is going to be more focused on AEW. Um, in that case, I don't know why you would include impact in the first place maybe there's a, a bigger plan in that point mm. um but you know i still think that uh you know having moose versus omega isn't it, it's not something that i want to see just because i want to see moose succeed and i know that he won't going up against omega uh depending on how they go about booking this so uh my two ways of looking at it as i mentioned It'll probably be Swan winning this weekend uh, to lose to Omega, or regardless of who wins this weekend, Omega will not win the title, and it'll be caused by someone like Kingston or Moxley to continue a story in AEW. Um, and then however you go about it um, for AEW and Impact, that whole partnership, I don't really know where you go from there. That's kind of my whole thing is that where do you go from here? Are you going to have Kenny Omega on impact every week and, you know, have him at this prominent role? Are you going to have him at all instead of, uh, besides just like pay-per-views? Like, you know, you there's different things that you have to consider with this. And, you know, I'm kind of leading towards maybe Kenny's not going to win this title. Um, I would much rather him not win the title at this point, just because, it's either Rich Swan or it's Moose for me. Uh, but if he does win the title, then they're going to have to win me over on it um, and really show me that this is a belt collector gimmick. Um, 
And, you know, he's going to have to do some stuff in impact because what they're doing right now in impact, I'm not going to lie. I don't like what they're, this whole partnership with Tony Khan buying the ads and, you know, private party being thrown in it. I just don't really see how this benefits TNA at all. Mm. Um, so they're going to have to win me over on this a little bit more if they want to put this title on Kenny and really show me how this is going to benefit both AEW and more so impact. So if we're talking final predictions, you know, I'll stay safe and I'll say Swan to win the title, uh, the undisputed title, and then uh, Rebellion Omega will take the title off of him. But I really want to see Moose succeed, but I just don't know if it's the right time for with everything that's going on with Kenny Omega. Ah, love it, love it. Money Mike, do you agree with that? Mm. You got to break some eggs in order to make an omelet. Yes. Go. Okay. Now, if and I'm hoping Moose wins. The, uh, at sacrifice. Uh, by the way, every time I hear sacrifice, I think of Scott Steiner. But that's beside the point. <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> it just it it's just uh, in it, mathematics. Uh, it's just it, the numbers don't don't lie. Um, yes, had to just mention it because it's just stuck in there forever. Um, yeah. So anywho, uh, Moose, right? I want Moose to win, and I want Moose to lose against Omega. We all know, every, it, all wrestling fans know that the chase is the better story. You, you got to have Moose chase the title. If he, you know, if he somehow beats Omega, then that's it, right? I follow Impact on social media. A lot of their posts, too many in my opinion, are of the past, of past names that have, gone, you know, held their titles, Jeff Hardy, Angle, Sting, you know, the, the list goes on and on of people that are no longer there. They need a name in current times. We need current events to be uh, the news, right? We need someone like Kenny Omega to hold their title for prestige. And again, and likewise, we need someone from Impact to beat him ultimately for that title right? Elevating the talent in Impact, that somebody from Impact can beat someone from AEW, right? So, and, and again, you know, it, it has to, it, in order for that to happen, Omega has to win the title, you know, belt collector, whatever, all this Thanos stuff, snap. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, the end game is for Impact to come out on top, whoever it may be, Swan, Moose, doesn't matter. Somebody from Impact uh, has to beat Omega for the Impact title. Mm. This is why I love Money Mike, because he can sell me on anything. Like, I watch, I come to Circle of Debate watching <laughs> you guys, and I'm like, I have one thing in my mind, and immediately, he, he's always the one that he'll say just one line, and it's like, all right, fine, you got me. I, 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 I'll go with you on this one. <laughs> it's a great story how he's put it, though. It makes absolute it does. sense. The chase is definitely on. But mm -hmm. I think in that regard, it just comes down to, is Kenny going to treat this like an important belt that he's holding if he wants to add prestige to it? And I'm sure, depending on how they book him, he will. But that really comes down to defending the title you know, presenting this as a chase and really showcasing who this main guy is going to be. Is it going to be Swan? Is it going to be Moose? That's really up for the the pen to decide. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely agree with you that the chase for TNA uh, will, it'll help them a lot. Um, yep. So. 
All right, let's let's ask the manager himself, Mr. Callis. What do you think about that? <laughs> like like I've said many times before, this is 23 years in the making. When I first saw Kenny Omega, and I saw that look in his eyes, that hunger for us. Are you to sure take it's not 69 the... years in the making? Are you sure <laughs> about that? Many, many could be 69. Could be could be 20. You know. The, the ants and the insects only know so much. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so... Wait, that um, was Matt all along? I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know it was Matt the whole time. I it was Matt Callis. Is... Oh, goodness. So, Moose, uh, he had a match with this the guy behind me, uh, one of the guy, the guy with Marafuji, one of my one of my favorites, sitting one next to one of my other favorites. There they oh, are figure. together. There they are together. But one of the things I, I do want to see is because Kenny's been on a winning streak. This is actually the perfect timing for that upset victory for either Rich Swan or Moose to defeat Kenny. I actually want to see them. That way, it's going to definitely bring AEW and Impact closer together. You know, that Kenny wanting to get that title back on AEW programming. You know, or either having to go to Impact or more Impact people to come to AEW to want to get one of those two belts, more, more or less. So, you know, I, I do like Moose, but Rich Vaughn's pretty cool, too. I think one of the other one of the other things to kind of like look to look onto, you know, I, this is another the, you could add more things to the equation. I could just keep adding more, you know, possible. Once again, the possibilities are endless with all these doors open, you know, all the different doors. Let's keep in mind the great Muda and pro wrestling. Noah KG Muto just said, I'm, I'm willing to defend the pro wrestling. Noah champion in impact. Uh, Don Callis set, compared Kenny Omega to the Great Muda. That's one of the dream matches that hasn't happened yet. So we could even see that happen over here in U.S. soil. We saw Kenta come in. We saw Maki, Maki Ito and Kenta come in from Japan. I don't know how, because Kenta's had to go to Japan for the New Japan event. So he's had to fly back and forth and quarantine and all that stuff. So who knows? The Great Muda could even be waiting somewhere. I was like, I'm sorry, this is a triple threat match. Great Muda could just come come in out of nowhere, you know, <laughs> into, into that equation. Or Marafuji over here. You know, because once again, that Noah impact relationship that's also going on. Yeah. The possibilities are endless, more or less. But I, I definitely want to see more impact titles defended on AEW programming. That's something I definitely want to see. Especially the once again, I've said it before, the greatest treasure of impact is that X Division title. Because those unique X Division matches, those ultimate X matches. It was uh, supposed you know, to be. It, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't that the plan? It was supposed to be in AEW with, through Sammy Guevara. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Sammy Guevara getting that, that X Division mm -hmm. title. Maybe maybe TJP could come to Dynamite to defend and have an ultimate X match there. Because it's such a it's a non-WWE specialty, that ultimate X match climbing on those on the thing, you know, doing right. what was I don't know what you call that when you climb on the rope like that in the military, like the monkey bars, but except it's like one rope. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's too cool. I mean, yeah. definitely, I agree, because this could go either scenarios. I love everybody's scenarios. It makes absolute sense. do love the chasing story, and I do love the, the fact that it, it, it that can make sense, too. Have someone from Impact defeating Kenny Omega, and all they're like, oh, oh shit, there's someone actually beat him, and it's an Impact talent. And now that would intrigue 
viewerships, us as fans. Now I might change my channel or go on Twitch to watch Impact Wrestling because now you have the AW World title at an Impact show. So yeah, it, these scenarios can be uh, massive. The possibilities are endless. So I will definitely, I will be tuning in and I'm hoping everybody will be tuning in tomorrow watching Sacrifice because I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's the perfect time for the heels to lose mm -hmm. at, um, at what was the the Rebellion. Rebellion. Yeah, Rebellion, right. where, where Kenny, you know, that, that would be like, because it seems right now the odds are so stacked against them at the moment. You know, right now, Good Brothers and Kenny are so dominant. Like, like they're so dominant and they don't seem to have too many chinks in the armor and they haven't taken too many L's, Yeah, you know? But we have to wait and see. We'll see the outcome of, you know, next week and then we can literally give our thoughts. About Juice, it. Juice Robinson and, and uh, Finn Juice versus Good Brothers. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, definitely. All right. So I want to go ahead and move to NXT now very briefly. Two big announcements that happened there. William Regal opened the, opened up the show. Two big announcements. One was NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. Two night show. Love it. Because, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say it right now, there's gonna be a lot of WWE content that whole week. A whole mm -hmm. week of WWE. It's incredible that they're gonna have all that whole week. Uh they had the opportunity to compete with AEW's viewership? Maybe so. Never know, because it all depends. How what storylines they're plotting, which we will get into that because we already have two coming up. Um, and then the second announcement was the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions being crowned. Exactly. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I, I, I need to get this off my chest. I am. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel. This is not. And someone is. People are gonna kill me for this. For the first time ever, and I never agree. I never agree with Uncle Seltzer or freaking his sidekick. I never agree with what they say, their opinions. But for the first time in history, <laughs> in episode 45, I am agreeing with them on one thing. I never agree with them. This is the first time. No way. Is this a rib? It's not a rib. This <laughs> is real. They mentioned, well, Seltzer mainly, does not make no sense to bring a tag team titles to NXT. You made me, the other NXT, the main roster tag team titles, now they're main roster only. It makes no sense because look at the division on both brands. There's not enough tag teams for it only to be just exclusive to both brands. It should have been for, should have not brought those tag team belts, my opinion, I like it as good, great for them because they do have a lot of women in the NXT roster. Love it, understanding. But I wish they could have gone, and I said it in our cards, card cards before, make a mid-card title for them. Give them a Diamond World Champion for the NXT Diamond World Championship. Women's North American, you know. No, or Diamond. Just make it a Diamond World title. Something different, something elegancy that, you know, that's prestigious for the women. So... It does not make sense to me for that reason uh, because of that. So I have to agree with Seltzer on that because now that that uh, tag team titles is the main roster is now not really relevant. I mean, this is look, – look at the fuse we're having now. We're having we're, – again, we're having Sasha and Bianca going after it on Fastlane. I mean, that should have been Lana and, and Naomi. Or it could have been Dakota Kai and Raquel. 
that they could have gone for it and let them go ahead and main, you know, go up to the main roster. You never know. I'm just not happy about that. And then the worst part that I'm not happy about is you crown Dakota Kai and Raquel and you make them lose very quickly the tag belts. Oh, gosh. Exactly. <laughs> and that's like, they, and this is uh, another thing that I have to agree with this. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm coming out of my own mouth. I have to I, it is so unfortunate, <laughs> brother. I have to agree with his sidekick Alvarez. What was the point of having them win the belts and lose? I mean, crowning the belts to them and losing the same night. That <laughs> those belts should have been introduced in a dusty finals in the first place. Yes. Then, if that was the point, have them winning it for a couple of weeks. That yes, I hate to say it, but I, I it's giving me goosebumps because I never agree with these two pieces of shits ever. I never agree, agree with them at all of what they say, but they're right on this one. And I wonder if I it was like to... a last second thing. Uh, we need to get some titles. Ugh, I would have put a mid card title at least, man. Or I mean, if that was the case, have them had it at the Dusty Classic. So it made sense. But it, oh Jesus Christ, I don't know. For me now, make the now those those women's tag team on the main roster means nothing to me now because I'm sorry. I'm sorry, it doesn't because now it, it can be defended in all three brands. Only just as Raw and SmackDown, it makes no no sense to me, my opinion. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it to you, Anthony, man. Your thoughts. You, you hesitated, so I want to hear your thoughts. <sighs> <laughs> you know, I could just imagine Uncle Paul backstage at NXT. Uncle Paul goes up to uh, Dakota and Raquel. Hey, uh. Dakota, uh, Raquel, uh, we're going to give you the titles, uh, <laughs> because you can't beat Nia and Shayna, uh, but here's the thing, uh, you're going to take my picture with me when I point at you, uh, and then, uh, you know what's going to happen, uh. You're going to lose them. Uh. <laughs> and that's what's best for business. Uh. I, I... <laughs> Look, oh, yeah, I, I wonder how that conversation went, man. I here's the thing. I like the idea of having like I'll, I'll, I'll give them the idea of I like them having the tag team titles for NXT because there are tag teams in NXT. Yes. We just had. How many was it? Like, you know, eight uh, tag teams in the Women's Dusty Classic? Yeah. Of course, not, not all of them are going to stay. But, you know, you have that roster of almost solely uh, women who are in tag teams. So I like that a lot. Mm. The thing is, I don't like how they have, well, for two reasons. One was what you said, Ivan, of how this immediately loses prestige for the main to a roster women's titles because now you can't defend those in NXT and that was a huge thing for them you know seeing uh who was it like Bailey and Sasha Banks go down and defend those titles um or compete for them or however however they did it mm-hmm. um you know that was a huge thing to see and even that we saw just last what was it last week yeah. with Nia and Shayna mm-hmm. big thing when you see someone from the main roster actually go to NXT and defend their titles so that was one. But then it's just the whole idea of losing the titles on the same night that you won them. Like we've mentioned, 
just go ahead and put the titles at the Dusty Classic. This feels like it was a last-minute decision, um, which the WWE is known for, that they book themselves into a corner and they have to somehow redeem themselves. We've seen it so many times in the past. We just saw it two years ago with The Fiend that we lost at Hell in a Cell and they booked themselves into a corner and thought, well, we have to put the title on him now. So they give him the title and then they lose it to Goldberg and there was a whole big thing there. <laughs> and then, but, you know, you put it in context here, you have a huge team in Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, who are, in my opinion, the the best tag team in NXT right now, possibly in all of WWE right now. Uh, you know, give or take the tag team scene, uh, women's tag team scene in WWE as it is, but they are well and away the top team right now. So you give them the women's dusty class. That's great. I wasn't expecting it, but it's great. So now you put them up against Nia and Shayna. Great. We're going to have Raquel versus Nia. That's a whole story there. Powerhouse women. You have Dakota Kai, uh, you know, in the story with uh, Shayna Baszler. They've had history. Great. This is all great. You go to the match. It's going really good. And then Adam Pierce comes out and, you know, the screw finish. And Nia and Shayna retain the titles. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. So that's not great. Maybe we'll have a rematch at Fastlane and we'll get the titles on them by that point so that they can go into WrestleMania and defend the titles against whoever, really. You could put any woman in there. If you want to do four women, go ahead. They usually do that because they want to get as many people on the card as possible. Right. Go for it. And then they announce Bianca and Sasha are going to go again for the titles. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I guess that means that Bianca and Sasha are going to be winning the titles because, you know, that adds more interest to the story, whatever. Mm -hmm. So then they announced the women's tag team titles in NXT. I think that's pretty cool. You know, you put some focus on the NXT women's tag team division, which definitely needs it. And then uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon come out and they're like, okay, well, we need a match, whatever. They put them in a match and they lose the fucking titles. Are you kidding me it was just such a bad turn of events like i said they booked themselves into a corner with that whole screw job finish that didn't need to happen at all at that point just have just progress the story and have Shayna and naya beat them and then you eventually have the titles on dakota and raquel whenever you want to do it wrestlemania fast lane who cares mm -hmm. i just don't think that i think you know you definitely need the tag team titles in nxt I just don't think you needed a separate tag team titles that will diminish the prestige of the main women's tag team titles, which is already like shit as it is. So, you know, it, you got to see what they're going to do. Now you have Candice LeRae and uh, the other one from the way going for the titles. I don't even know her name. Indy, Indy Hartwell. Uh, Indy Hartwell. There you go. Um, so we'll see what they do there. Uh, I like that Raquel is actually going with Io Shirai, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, I'm rambling at this point over these titles. It's a bad idea. Um, there's definitely other ways they could have gone with it. Yeah. And that's all I really got. Hopefully they can book themselves out of this corner because they are in a deep corner right now. I agree. Money Mike. I disagree with a, a few things. Now, I do think that at this point in time, March 2021, I do think that 
the tag title, women's tag titles in WWE are pretty much worthless, right? They just put uh, the, the title holder and the title challenger usually, and, oh, here's a tag team. Wow. Uh, you know, there you go. However, imagine if, let's say, the Iconics back when they were in NXT, let's say they would have won the NXT tag team, women's tag team titles, right? Had they had something like that there and then crossed over to the main roster as already a tag team champions, maybe even established, uh, well-established, right? Um, then I do believe or choose to believe that Vinnie Mac would have seen them in a different light, more so than, you know, separate singles. Uh, he's used to seeing women in the, as individuals, right? If a, a solid, because it, it all comes from NXT, the future is there. You know, you, you, you have that going on right now. And if you get McMahon to kind of see the tag team, women's tag team division in a different light, then I do think that he will be able to transition them into the main roster and build, hopefully, a better tag team division for the women in the main roster. I feel that it starts in NXT and then it goes on to the main roster. It's going to take time, but here's hoping that in the future, <laughs> the main roster tag titles will mean much, much more. Well, remind you one thing that Vince McMahon hates tag team. He likes to break up tag teams. Oh, of course. Oh, he, mm. he does that for a living. How many did we lose out on this year? Like 10? Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> he did, he's done a lot, but I, I, I'm hoping I'm with you on that. I hope so. Uh, but I, I just don't see it. I, I, I don't. I, I get at the, your point as well, and your point, Mike. But yeah, that if they would have given Raquel and Dakota Kai those belts, that would mean something more because now you're having people from NXT going to the main roster, testing the waters, facing other main roster competitors. And that means something much more than separating it and having their own each brand because there's not much that you could give for those belts. And, that's and I honestly don't have that much of a problem with them wanting to keep the titles on, you know, or at least just wanting to keep them on Nia and Shayna because they are an interesting tag team. And now, you know, with there's obviously a plan in place for Bianca and Sasha, and I think they're going to go ahead and put the titles on them because it'll be a little bit of a nod to WrestleMania 23 where the main event was Shawn Michaels and John Cena. And if you remember, they were tag mm. team champions at the point. So it, it's a minor detail, but for a casual fan to hear, oh, and here comes uh, women's champion Sasha Banks, who's also the tag team champions. Oh, the casual fans thinking, I wonder who's her tag team partner. And here's her opponent, the tag team champion, her partner, Bianca Belair. That's right. more of an interesting story, basically more interesting than anything they're doing with Bianca and Sasha right now, but that's another story for another day. But, you know, <laughs> if you're going to go ahead and you're going to go all in on a team like Dakota and Raquel, just do it. You put the, you know, the Dusty Classic on them. You've been pushing them to the moon. If you're going to go all in, just go all in. So I guess this is their way of going all in, at least I would have thought. But now that they're losing the title, you know, there's still hope for at least Raquel with what's going on with Io Shirai. But they're going to have to, you know, like I said, they're going to have to sell me on this. Um, and I'm sure they will because they always somehow find their way out of the shit that they get stuck in. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, MGC. So 
you know, with the with it being a last second thing, it, it, I'm really surprised that the belts looked as good as they did. Yeah. Like we didn't get another version of like the 24 seven belts for women, like yeah. women's tag team belts. <laughs> and it's like a, it's like a trash can lid on a, <laughs> on a belt found behind the, the dumpster. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't that, but yeah. Yeah. It like, like for belts to look as that's like the only positive I could take from it, that the belts look really good. You know they're good. They're good looking belts, but uh, yeah. Thank God they they don't. They, it doesn't. They don't. They almost look too good for the situation that they came out of, mm. or less. <laughs> to, to put it simply, yeah. But but I'll give my Forrest Gump response. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so now after that we do see Eel Survivor's Tony Storm. A great uh, great opening. Loved it. Was, but the only thing I, I feel that I kind of lacked was the timing for them. I guess it was a reason because they wanted for the main event. I think for which is Adam Cole and uh, Finn Balor. I think that this match could have been more better, more like a takeover, you know, caliber in a way. But I'm, but now which would which we will we'll talk about that uh, throughout the show. But overall, I mean, I enjoyed it. So I'll go with you, Money Mike. You enjoyed that opening. You should ride Tony Storm. I didn't catch that, but it definitely sounds like something I want to watch okay. very soon. Anthony. Yeah, I mean, with the time that they were given, you know, they weren't going to top their May Young Classic uh, match. That was just a really great match overall. And I think the right woman won uh, until Tony Storm finds her character as this new heel persona. I don't think there's no reason to put the title on her. So I think this match needed to do exactly what it needed to do. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. Um then we did see moving on, Pete Dunn, Jake Atlas. Didn't like that. I enjoyed it because now even finally we were able to see more of Jake Atlas. Remind you, he's a SoCal native. And so I'm glad he got his little exposure, his matchup with Pete Dunn. So I actually <laughs> well, yes, against the bruiser weight. It was, I, I enjoyed the match. It wasn't bad. Um, I would like to see a feud between them. I think that'll be something intriguing to see because Jake is also another underrated. Why? Because of his, you know, he's pretty coming in, but he has a lot of potential. The For sure. He, the only thing he lacks is, yes, it's his mic skills. He mm -hmm. needs to develop that more. The more he develops it, he just needs a storyline. He needs something that gives him that, that fire, just that ruthless aggression that he needs. That's what he needs, is that ruthless aggression. So, I mean, did you catch that match, Money Mike? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was watching... A-E-W-E. -E -E. <laughs> You'll be able to catch it on Tuesdays. <laughs> yes. Yes, I it, can. It, yes. It's not official yet. They haven't even mentioned it, but they're going to that route. But yeah, Anthony, what do you feel about that match? Yeah, I mean, it was a you know pretty basic match. I think Jake Atlas has a load of potential. And like you said, I think he just needs you know, a direction and a storyline, which is really why I liked what they did with him and Tommaso Ciampa, that little feud, you know, just something like that can really put someone over the edge. And that really made him as much in a star performance as you could yeah. uh, in that, you know, limited storyline. I think that did a perfect job for it. So maybe going in this direction with another top tier worker uh, could be his way of kind of becoming that underdog type of wrestler yeah. um, that I think he would excel perfectly in. Um, and Pete Dunn's Pete Dunn. Like, what else can you say about the guy? Um, but yeah, overall, just a, just a decent little match. And now, just out of curiosity, you, we did see him right after. He's like, 
who's gonna be the one challenging me? You know, like I don't know. It's a t- it's a tough one because as you can see right now, which we're digging deep, they're now plotting storylines for the upcoming, you know, takeover mania week. Who could you who do you think could challenge Pete Dunn? Who could give him a match that is worth seeing a takeover versus him? So I'll ask you, you know, guys. honestly, I think this isn't a big deal. And I only say that because takeover is going to be two nights. So you need to fill out the card. Yes. I think um, I think the match that he'll have is going to be good regardless, um, whoever he goes up against. But I think that this is just a kind of way to give Pete something to do. Um, and honestly, I don't know who isn't doing anything right now to kind of just slot in there. Yeah. Um because guys that come to mind are like Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, but they're kind of already with Imperium. Yeah. So I don't really know if they slot in as easily. I mean, who do you have? Like the Undisputed Era is booked up. You have, uh, you know, Finn's obviously the champion. You won't be getting that again. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if ball. you want to build someone up, you could throw someone in there um, unless they're, I don't know if anyone from the performance center class that we just got was uh, is you know notable enough to bring in. I don't know true. if I don't know if anyone is like worthy of that spot to go up against Pete Dunn. Um, you know, Blake Christian, Blake, Blake Christian. Christian. That's another coming in. He's just you know he's pretty coming in, but hey, him and Pete Dunn uh, that'll be something that I that would, would be like. a really cool upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I think anyone that he goes up against will be good, but I don't know. I think it's just a story not really to buy into just because with it being a two-night event, which is why I really don't like two-night cards because like we saw at WrestleMania last year and like what we're probably going to see at WrestleMania this year, there's a lot of filler and especially for WWE to put on two-night events because they don't long-term book, there will be filler and there will be a lot of it. Um so although NXT has the benefit of having their filler be good matches with guys like Pete Dunne, who aren't really doing anything right now, um, yeah, I think anyone that he goes up against, unless there was a name that popped out of like one of the top stars in NXT that is just like, I can't think of right now. Yeah, um, yeah I think anyone really. Definitely. I agree about that. I agree. Um, now I want to go ahead and move on with the... I know that you know the Dakota Kai and Raquel because we mentioned they lost the belts already. Yeah. Um, just that one segment automatically. Okay, we see Raquel bitching about. Okay, Daniel Shirai, I want you next. Now we have mentioned this prior before on archives that war. What's what's up with that? They're going to a different <laughs> direction with you know Dakota Kai and Raquel. I'm like, okay, yeah, HBK Diesel. Now. You know, Shirai calling her out. So, yes, this is already the first potential uh, takeover already match. You know, Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, I think Mike and I believe we have, we, we talked about this before. I think maybe this is this is Raquel's time. Maybe she's going to be the one putting, having the belt. But what does that mean for Dakota? That's where I'm like, that's. For me, it's kind of like fucked up. You're pretty much just erasing your out of the picture. Okay, yeah, your chance for like two, three hours. Bam, you lost some belts. All right, we're going to uh, push uh, Raquel instead of you. What's up with that? And they're like, why? <laughs> but this is what I see, though. I see a triple threat coming. 
they're gonna add her to that to that card. You gotta have two best friends going at it for that main championship. You you have your HBK Diesel st- you know style versus a champion. Like let's I'll I'll put in Brett like that for example. I'm not trying to compare Brett yeah. to the, you know the EO, but I mean they they could be heading towards that direction. You can't just really automatically push Dakota out of the way. So that's something I would I would not be surprised seeing. So I don't know if you agree with me on that, Anthony. I don't know how you feel about that one. I think this is the perfect time for Raquel to win the women's title because it's either you have her win the title or you send her up to the main roster. And there's no other, like you can't just keep her down in NXT waiting anymore. This is her time. But I think you put the title on her because I don't think that either of the women's divisions on the main roster are ready for someone like Raquel Gonzalez. And I say that meaning that she is going to be a game changer on the roster. Um, And I feel like you need the roster to be in a spot where she will fit perfectly. And right now, I don't think that she does. I think you have stuff with Bianca and Sasha going on. They're having their own thing. I don't think she would fit well on... uh, She might, but... um, Everything going on, they need to figure out what they're doing with the Raw Women's Division entirely. Um, (laughs) they, They need to build up their division for someone, a star like Raquel Gonzalez, to be slotted in like almost flawlessly and put her at the top. That's why I'm nervous for, you know, Rhea Ripley to even uh, be called up now because if they are calling her up, they better fix their fucking shit as soon as possible because if they mess up Rhea Ripley, I don't know how they're going to uh, try to bring in Raquel Gonzalez and think that they're going to do any better with her. Mm. Um, If anything, I would rather see Raquel Gonzalez than Rhea Ripley um, if I had to pick just because of how much of an impact she will have on the roster. Um, So that's why I think that it's better off to put the title on Raquel now and have her hold it for a a good amount of time. You could have the match with Dakota and uh, Raquel. Um, I like the idea of the triple threat match. I didn't even think about that, but you know, that could be a way like Dakota's like, well, what what about me? We're doing this whole thing and I'm not, you know, I I thought I was the center of this whole thing, uh, but now it's Raquel. Um, so, you know, you could have that feud there in NXT, a few others ultimately lose the title and then bring her up to uh, the main roster to maybe get her ready for, if not like this year, then probably next year's WrestleMania uh, and put her in that spot. Um, kind of like what they should have done with Shayna Baszler, but, you know. Yeah, um, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of should-haves in the, uh, on uh, talking about women's wrestling in WWE, but, you know. Um, yeah, I think they're not ready for her yet. Um, and they need to do everything they can, you know, get back Becky Lynch, uh, see what they're doing with Ronda Rousey. And once you have all those factors in play, both on Raw and on SmackDown, then you'll be able to find the perfect spot for Raquel to just slot in and have her be the top woman or at least the top heel. Um, So that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. As far as uh, the TakeOver event, I think we'll get uh, Raquel winning and... uh, I think regardless of if they include Dakota or not, I don't see a place for her. And it sucks because I wouldn't bring them up as a tag team. Um, and I know that she'll get lost in the shuffle on the main roster. And it's just, you know, I, I don't like to say it, but I just don't really see her being in that spot. Um, so maybe she'll stay in NXT. Uh, she could do a little bit of stuff there, maybe find someone else to uh, be buddy-buddy with. Um, but I think Raquel 
deserves the spotlight. She's, you know, besides Shirai um, and alongside Tony, probably the best woman on the roster right now in NXT. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her. Um, but they need to be ready. They need to be ready for someone like her. Mm, all right. Money Mike. Your yeah, I, I agree. Uh, not much to say there that other than I agree because, yeah, I, I do agree that Raquel is, you know, in a good spot right now to be NXT Women's Champion. I, I, I It's believable. I, I can definitely buy that. I'll buy that for a dollar, as they say. <laughs> uh, you know, Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm all for it. Pull, pull the trigger on that, WWE or NXT, I should say. Um, I would rather see that than, like how he said, than have her in the main roster and get lost in the shuffle. Because yeah. uh, we we all know in the Raw women's division is uh, no bueno right now. No bueno at all. I mean, yeah. MGC. Is Mia Yim's name still? Is it still uh, like Reckoning? Oh reckoning. <laughs> we talked about that in underrated uh, women wrestlers. Jesus Christ. But MGC, do you feel... Do you feel that? Do you see that in, uh, in Raquel? And do you? And also, let me ask you this question. You see, I know that you're gonna hate this question. Io mm. Shirai or Raw? After she loses the belt, she goes to Raw. Oscar, that's what I see. Io Shirai versus Oscar. I watch what I want. That'd be that'd be pretty good. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. Yeah, what about tag team. I'm a, yeah, that would be a good tag team because I, I really don't know what Kyrie's up to at the moment. She's so. a, she will be competing stardom soon again. She's she coming back to stardom. Yeah, but back she's to not fully, not fully, because to be Kyrie Hojo. So, but um, but as for Raquel taking that title, she'd be good to take that title. It's in I like kind of the game changer that you know it's putting a lot of value on her and stuff like that. So we'll we'll see the magic that this NXT Women's Division could make happen. You yeah. know. Yeah, I agree. And believe me, the NXT women's roster is stacked. I mean, I'm looking forward to see Taya Valkyrie when she debuts. That's something I'm waiting That's gonna to be fun. see. That would be fun to see. And, oh, my gosh, she could be, uh, for, for a fact, she could be the one who can lead that, you know, be the face of the NXT women's division. For, for sure. sure. For sure, she can be in the near future. I wonder if they're going to let her come out with the earmuffs and everything. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I'm wondering if they let her keep her name. And that's that's the biggest mm. curiosity there. Hopefully so, yeah. she doesn't like come up with a like a really goofy name like Taya Taya Horses or something. Yeah, <laughs> I just hope Taya not Mundo or or <laughs> what is Taya Morrison doing <laughs> in the Capitol Wrestling Center? <laughs> right. I hope we don't see that. I hope we but don't. Guys, I'm still kind of like I'm I'm not I'm not ever gonna get used to L.A. Night like. <laughs> Oh my God. Speaking of that, we wish we're gonna see him debut next week. So I'm looking yes. forward to see L A Night. You know, so I'm looking forward to see him. I mean, Bronx. light up shoes. He's <laughs> he's gonna have light up shoot boots as part of his gear or something. I think he's gonna go all blue out, dark blue maybe. I think that's how I feel like he might maybe come out. Yeah. I mean, and also he comes okay. out in chainmail, all blue chainmail, <laughs> <laughs> and a blue sword. I'm like, the, he's like a Dodgers, like medieval, like a blue medieval armor. <laughs> Vince immediately takes his sword from Drew and gives it to him. Give it to him. It's oh, enough. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Let me talk to you. He, he just gives him Drew's entire entrance gimmick, just everything. <laughs> thou talk. Let thou talk to ye 
Oh my <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. All right. Um, why don't move on, just move to the main event because I want to talk about a little bit after that New Japan, and then we'll go back to WWE because I want to ask you guys some questions about WWE. So main event, Adam Cole, Finn Balor was a phenomenal match. I enjoyed it. Wow, on both sides of the floor, man, they put a hell of a match and. I mean, even though they, they did not win the ratings, it's fine. It doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're all different products, you know. Um, I know that I believe AEW was uh, 743 and NAC was 692 in the viewers. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it is still, they're still pacing regardless. Yeah. But overall, the match was amazing. We did see Kyle Riley. That's already an automatic setup for takeover between him and Adam Cole. And then Rec- recommended watch material, Ivan Kyle O'Reilly versus Ring of Adam Honor. Cole Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor tw- yes. final battle 2016 and Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in wrestle kingdom 11 in new you Japan. Heard, you heard it here. Ladies and, gentlemen. and also the other one I did like the most Finn just being like, what took you so long? And it's <sighs> carrying cross. Just that word. What he said got me like, Holy shit. No pun intended. Excuse me. But you know what I mean? Like, it just got me like, oh, my God. Just for him to and not even knowing for him that he was, like, right. He knew that he was there because he felt like that president. And just him, like, what took you so long? And right there looking at him. Oh, my God. Is this scene carrying? Like, like that. It's a ghost. Oh, man. Anthony, take it over from here. What? what <laughs> oh, my God. This is why WWE isn't the greatest promotion ever. But when they're good, they get it good. And they got it really good with this entire last, what was it, like half hour, uh, a little bit over a half hour. That whole, from the match to the interference to setting up two stories and the final shot of Finn and Carrion was just it won me over yeah and i talk about how you know i usually depend what i'm going to watch for the week or what i'm going to focus on uh depending on the match card that's originally uh produced or uh talked about beforehand so that's why i'll be watching AEW next week but if you think that i will be turning into even a second of dynamite uh whenever this match is taking place or any of the matches on nxt you my friend are very wrong because <laughs> I, this entire show, and we haven't even scratched the surface about the type of matches that will be happening at the show. It is by far, and just basing this, not just on it being a two night event, but you know, just from looking at the top matches that were promoted on this last episode of NXT has the potential to be the best NXT takeover that we've seen of all time, which sucks that we're not going to get fans on it because you just look at the matches. Finn versus Carrion. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Io Shirai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin. You have uh, the stuff that's going on with the tag teams right now, which could honestly be a fatal four-way tag team match, which I wouldn't be opposed to. LA Knight versus Bronson Reed, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Bronson Reed. Um, You know, so many other matches that uh, Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano, which isn't huge, but uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus The Way. All of these matches taking place, and it's and whatever they're doing with Pete Dunne, another one. Just keep adding on. 
there's so much stuff that's going to be taking place at the show that I don't see how they don't capitalize on this being easily one of the best takeovers of all time. But talking about uh, Karrion Cross and Finn, this is a match that has neat. There were two dream matches that I wanted ever since the start with Finn uh, being the champion. It was him versus uh, Karrion Cross, and then I wanted Finn to lose the title so that we could get Finn going to NXT UK and fighting Walter finally. Thank you. Thank a you. year after mm. when it when it should have happened, but of course life happened, and you know we never got it. So this is my way, at least I'm seeing it, to take the title off of Finn and ship his ass to the UK so we could get this lengthy-ass feud between Imperium and Finn Balor. You want to throw the demon in there? You want to do, you know, whatever you want to do with Imperium? I don't care. It's going to be... it. This is the match that's going to set NXT on the map, make it must-see, finally, because they needed this feud to really make it a must-see show. Because, you know, you watch it every now and then. You get your uh, Dragunov versus Walter. You get your Satamora versus Kaylee Ray. You know, you get those matches every now and then. But NXT UK hasn't been must-see, even since they've had crowds. But this, if they pull it off properly and they finally showcase the roster, which is easily the most underrated roster in wrestling right now, if they showcase it properly and they put this and they put Walter and Finn Balor as the forefront of the show, it's going to skyrocket them. And it's going to make them not equivalent to, let's say, like NXT, but at least you know, right there to compete with them. Because NXT UK is a great brand and it needs a lot more eyes. And uh, what they've been doing, you know, this is really going to put them on the map. So as far as uh, NXT TakeOver goes, I really am looking forward to this match of Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. I don't think we need the Demon. I know a lot of people were talking about it. Um, I feel like the Demon is a, another kind of booking thing that it books you into a corner uh unless carrion's gonna beat the demon which i think would be he doesn't really need it but you know might as well um it's like the great muda and and keiji mudo kind of like that kind of you know yeah difference. exactly i mean it's like it's not really needed but you could throw it in there um and it'll add to carrying cross um there's also the idea of bringing carrying cross up to the main roster um which i yeah no. i don't really no. At least not yet, because not yet. he's eventually going to need to come up soon. Um, but I think he needs that run with the title, and I think they wanted to have that title on him uh, to get him that popularity boost before bringing him up to the main roster. Um, when, you know, I think when, like I said, when there's a spot for him, like I mentioned for Raquel, when there's a spot for Karrion Cross, then you'll bring him up. But right now, you, you don't need to. For now, put the NXT title on him, let him run full rough shot of NXT and have this dominant heel that we really haven't seen a, like a dominant heel in NXT as the champion since Joe, I guess you could say I, Joe um, or even KO KO Joe. I mean, point is five years. It's, yeah. it's almost been, it's, it's been a long time. I agree. So, I mean, you know, I think that this is the perfect spot to go ahead and put the belt on carrying cross. And uh, where you go from there, you wait until there's finally a spot for him on the main roster. Uh, and then at that point, just let him go undefeated. Just he doesn't need to lose him. And Scarlet is going to be the best thing on the main roster. If booked properly, you could have him have his own undefeated streak, bring it into WrestleMania. 
I'm all aboard the carrying cross train and I have been ever since I saw that first entrance. So, you know, whatever they do with him, I'm sure it's going to be great. But the first step is to put that title on him and then it's to ship Finn Balor out to the UK. I want to go with Matt's with MGC. I want to hear yours. I'm curious. You know, you know, you don't, you know, I got to say Carrion isn't a librarian. Oh, um, my. <laughs> <laughs> Carrion is no librarian, but don't commit a sin on Finn, you know. Don't 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 sin when it comes to Finn, but Carrion is no librarian. <laughs> Throw those glasses back on. I've had I've heard enough of MGC tonight. Now you know. That's why I love it. <laughs> oh, the, oh my god! It's only rhyme. You know, I guess for you, <laughs> rhymes are crimes, and I do time. <laughs> oh my god! You have Matthew Elias, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Elias has to come out just for just for NXT take over you know like the you know it's a it's a two-day event for two day no i'm just, i'm not gonna even try but <laughs> it's more like it's more like matt caster if you ask me <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that's right from the money mike um <laughs> I, I i feel like i have to rhyme now um no but <laughs> um you know i had not even considered finn going to nxt uk it makes all the sense and you know, now that I hear it, I want that to happen. You know, um, yeah, that that sounds like. It. Let's get Anthony in the booking team, man. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Hey, man, yeah, I've said he... from the start, just take a risk on a nineteen-year-old, and I can assure you, I will book money. You will, I will make as bet of as great of a show as you want. Just give me the pen, and I will take over. But Somebody, that's taking yeah. a risk on a 19 year old so who knows what they want to do there but yeah we got to get walter in the mix more often yeah, yeah absolutely sure. he's uh you know all the way in the other side of the ocean and uh yeah you know get, getting finn who's you know from from the uk right mm -hmm. uh he, ireland actually from ireland right yeah. oh yeah there you go um getting him over there he's a he's you know gonna bring all, all the irish fans he has the popularity on that side of the world too um yeah it, it makes all the sense and i think world. most importantly finn having built up this credibility and popularity in the united states will bring over the u.s fans to the uk yeah. which i think is the biggest thing and the real reason why they would want to do this match to really put someone who has succeeded like finn balor in the united states to ultimately bring him to the UK to finally get some eyes on that product. Yeah. And and also, you know, you have AEW working with New Japan and AAA and Impact. WWE doesn't seem to be wanting to do something like that, right? With other promotions. So what do what do what do you do? You work with whatever you have within, right? Mm -hmm. Considering uh, NXT UK, NXT itself, and what are NXT India now? Yeah, the apparently, Indians, man. so the you know they, bring in. They, they could work amongst themselves and have that that sort of thing crossovers, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that'd be cool. Let's see, Carrion Cross, my guy. I am on board. Uh, I bought a ticket just to, just at the same time as he as Anthony did. Uh, first time I saw him come out to the ring. I was on board, man. And uh, yeah, he needs a lengthy NXT title run, you know, so that he could build that popularity and build that that cred 
so that when he does go to the main roster, he's you, people already are going to know, like, oh, man, this guy's a monster, even more so uh, than the people that know currently, right? So, yeah, I, WWE is doing it right. I don't say that often, but they <laughs> I credit, I credit where credit is due. Uh, yes, I'm all for it. I feel like it always feels good to give them credit sometimes because we yeah. just shit on them so much. It's like, all right, we'll give you something. You're doing well here. It's like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we have to. I mean, there's certain, I mean, SmackDown, I mean, it's not that bad, honestly. I mean, Raw is just, I don't, we, we'll get into that in a little bit. But I, I agree with both of you guys, definitely. You, we could definitely see another Worlds Collide Part 2 now involving NXT India. Which I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to see how they're gonna they were gonna push that more. And you know, if they gonna go ahead and move forward with NXT Asia, well, for example, if that's what their intentions that they're aiming for, or even like NXT Lucha, you know, they could do that, you know, taking everybody from Lucha Libre. I don't mind that at all. And like how Mike said, yeah, they don't want to work with other promotions, we can work within each other, but with their different talents, you know, that they distributed in you know, different televised. Uh that's amazing to see. Yes, I want to see Walter Finn for sure. They let that story was left off because of the pandemic. That's why it yeah. stopped. Um, we were we were looking forward to seeing that, but also I want to see at least the worlds collide before. I want to see I want to see Karrion and Walter. That's something that I would mm. like to see too. I know this sounds intriguing because it's two monster powerhouses, but remind you what Walter does in the ring. He's like a he's like a cruiserweight. Yeah. For like a heavyweight person, look at the matches he had with with, with Pete Dunn. He made him look like a cruiserweight, like Tyler Bate. Oh, was even Tyler, smaller oh than my him. God, Tyler Bateman, and he's smaller than than, than Pete Dunn. That would that match. There are so it. many matches that we haven't seen with Walter yet that we're just like waiting on now to see, and I feel like these world worlds collide events are perfect for them because we saw like imperium versus undisputed era you know seeing those uh matches um you know if they do something like that carrying cross and walter is definitely on the top of my list but you mentioned worlds collide another match that i really want to see and this might get a little off topic and you know i'll keep it short but a match that i really want to see and that's why i wanted her to win the uk title to have a champion versus champion io shirai versus mako satamora to keep that story going. Oh, that's right. I don't know. You're right. Wait, no, in. You're right about that. Matt, talk to us about that. Is, is there a rivalry they had before? It's like, I think she was from, she did some time in Sendai Girls. And there's like another Sari. Like, well, I haven't seen her in action yet. Yeah. So, so I've, I've seen her, I've seen Sari in like a, in a four-way match over when there was like a Sendai Girls Tokyo Joshi Pro crossover, but I haven't seen like quite enough of such, you know. But Ma- Mako's very experienced, though. She's a vet mm-hmm. to the max. I love her, man. I love like she sold me when she debuted in the in the in the May Young's Classic from there. I'm like, yeah. I need to research this woman. And a lot I of people did. thought she was going to be the one with Zia Lee and Boa. I thought, oh, yeah. uh yeah, but that's a whole other story in itself. But oh, yeah, but I mean, I. Honestly, for me, I know it's going to sound crazy, but she's like the Suzuki of the women's division. Oh, there you go. That's a good comparison. I like that. Good Minoru. She's like Minoru Suzuki for the women's division. Been around for a very long time. Her credentials are there. 
I'll and say she's like a contemporary of like Emmy Sakura and some of the like you yeah, know yeah the older the the teacher the older, Joshi's yeah, yeah. the older teacher Joshi's definitely definitely um so I'm just gonna go this right quick and then we're gonna go back to WWE so we can end the night my apologies gentlemen all right. Matt very quickly says you're not up to date, which I'm surprised you're not up to date to the I'm moderately, moderately, because I watched it. Damn shame. General, ladies and gentlemen, this guy is not up to date, and I am. How is that possible? Jesus, you see, these eyes don't sleep. See, a, certain, a certain app beginning with club has been uh, robbing my time. Mike, put him on check on that. He was gonna say something. I didn't, I didn't say the whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Where, does it end with house? <laughs> maybe maybe okay very brief i want to go go through this right quick okay so we did see the first rounds completed in the new japan j cup japan everything was done the biggest uh, upset was when uh shingo takari defeating okada in the first round nobody expected that that was unexpected and even the the commentators itself everyone went wild and, oh, did, oh, and then just to count people went fucking insane audiences because, like they're allowed a large capacity but nobody's allowed to cheer so i guess no. they're still i think right. some people couldn't resist and couldn't hold it in i guess and this is honestly the biggest win in shingles career because you're beating someone a former world champion and so that's a biggest win a biggest upset in his career and it goes the same with great okan that we talked about last week i think Naito. new japan doesn't have that pride issue because like they, they're not angry at the fact that Taka shingo used to be the dragon gate champion mm -hmm. so they're like yeah let's put him over see the fact is that they're, they're very briefly just trying to switch try something new and this is what i like that they're catching people off guard because remind you a lot of people do do brackets and they gamble on this it's the jacob they do gonna gamble oh right away they're gonna choose somebody and then that doesn't your bracket one person you lose in a bracket fucks everything up that's it you lost i got Honestly. five yen on on toa hinare <laughs> oh my god so i mean overall that was the biggest up to for round one so now what happened to what happened yesterday march 11th Evil defeated Jeff Cobb in the second round. Him advanced to the semifinals. Toriano defeated Great Khan. Now they're going to face each other in the semifinals. We still got one coming up uh, Saturday, which is, uh, you know, Goto versus Shingo. We still got Suzuki Kenta. That's the one I will, will love to pay for and see. And that one's on, yeah, that's on a Saturday. Suzuki and Kenta? Oh, that's going to be Slap City. For sure. I think that's going to be like, oh, just those, oh, those European. They had, a, they had a match back in the old days of pro wrestling Noah, but this yeah. is a very this different. This is different. A very different, different Kenta. Kenta. Different Kenta. Yeah. They, and of course, the rivalry, Osprey. Heel Kenta is more interesting than Babyface Kenta. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then that Sunday, the 14th, you're going to have Osprey, Zach Zombri, Nagata versus Sonata. Then the 15th, Finley and uh, Yoshihashi, and then Jay White versus Tanahashi. And then that's just the second round, ladies and gentlemen. So we don't know what's going to happen in the afternoon. How, how is Finn Juice? Uh, I'm, I guess it's pre taped over an impact. So, like, I'm wondering how Finn Juice is going back and forth. I... You might want to expose it to the viewers, man. That, that's <laughs> messed up, man. We can talk about that off there. Come on. The same with Kenta, man. Uh, okay, so now, very briefly, just don't forget to tune in as well. Tonight, New Japan Cup USA qualifiers still going on. You still have my boy, Jay Cradles, JR Kratos. He's going to face Fred Roser. 
through the qualifying one. I'm looking forward to seeing that. New Japan strong, and, baby. That's right. Jordy Clearwater versus Hikuleo as well. And you have the tag team match there. The Regal Brothers, Logan and Sterling versus Adrian Quest and Barrett Brown. So keep an eye out on New Japan strong every Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. So that's going to be – I love it. I love New Japan strong. Friday night, I'm feeling mm-hmm. all right. All right. Speaking of Friday nights, I mean, come on. Now to end the topic very briefly, gentlemen. I know we've been here for a while. WWE, I want to talk to you very briefly because I want to know what the hell are you doing on Raw. But before we move to Raw, SmackDown last Friday, I liked it. I loved it. Uh, did like the, 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 you know, the ending of the cage match. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm out of words on this. I'm lost, and I know that what I want to ask you guys is, do you feel that Daniel Bryan, now that he's going to face Roman Reigns, will he be added to the, to the uh, main event at WrestleMania as a triple threat, or do you see him losing? Yeah, Money Mike, talk to me this one, baby. Talk to me. What do you see about this? I'll be honest, man. I've been losing touch with WWE main roster in specifics. I have the, my level of caring has been diminishing. Uh, this whole Peacock deal has really kind of been starting to pull put nails in the coffin for me. I am at this point in time. I'm, it might change, but at this point in time, I don't plan on subscribing to Peacock, which means I will not be keeping up with pay per views as as much. Um, it's just a, a sign of the times, I feel. WWE has not captured me as much as NXT or AEW. And it's a shame, really. So seeing what it was, what's happening with Daniel Bryan, in my mind, I immediately kind of go towards the worst that he, he's going to lose the title shot at Fastlane and just be put a, in a match against Otis. At WrestleMania, right? Oh so God. sorry, Otis. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I feel I, I, I kind of see that coming, and uh, it, you know, it sucks. So hopefully that's not the case. It'd be you know, best case scenario, he's added to the main event, and you know, he goes in there with Edge and Roman Reigns, which would be would, honestly, it would be a cool match. But at this point, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Anthony, your thoughts about that? Uh, Fastlane is literally the worst thing to happen to WWE right now. (laughs) There is no reason for them to be having another pay-per-view right now. And if anything, they should be calling the event Roadblock because that is exactly what it is right now. It is a complete stop in the road to WrestleMania, whatever you want to call it. Pit stop. Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> I think that's too that's too positive of a uh, of a term for it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> there's no reason to be having Roman versus Daniel Bryan unless you're going to add Daniel Bryan to the match at Mania. And honestly, I don't really know if I would, just because I feel like there's more of a story and a more impactful story at that to just have Edge versus Roman Reigns one on one, no bullshit. No Daniel Bryan, just one-on-one with them. Mm-hmm. But now, what I didn't like on SmackDown and what I don't like that they're doing now is including Daniel Bryan at the forefront of the story. 
it's not 2014 anymore. I know that Daniel Bryan is, you know, he's this great. I love Daniel Bryan. If anyone doesn't like Daniel Bryan, I don't know what to tell you because he's one of the greatest. This guy. Yeah, I mean, what, he's, me? I love him. I have him right here. See, <laughs> with the the eco friendly title right there. Like That's it's right. He, whoever doesn't like him, I don't know what to tell you. He is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and I can say that, you know, definitely. It's not 2014 anymore that we're having the Yeslemania and the Yes movement and this and that, the other thing. This is a story that is focused on Edge and should be focused on Edge and his road to redemption coming back from, of course, being retired and then coming back from another injury that took him however long it did since Backlash uh, to win the Royal Rumble from the number one spot. And ultimately to go up against Roman Reigns on the same day that I'm pretty sure that he retired, if I'm not mistaken. No. So that's 10, not, well, around No, 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 and I think this is taking away from the whole story of Roman and Edge. And if they're putting him in the spotlight, that means that he's going to be in the match. And I'm not really a big fan of it, but that's they've kind of booked themselves into the fact that they need to go ahead and put Daniel Bryan in the triple threat match. And then it just becomes, who would you win? Who would win at that point? Would you have Edge beat Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns? Would you have Roman beat both of them? Would you have... And my lighting just died as I said that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just depends on what you would do there. So I don't know what you would go with. I feel like it's better off just doing Edge. Honestly. <laughs> Damn. I had to write it because it's Honestly, like... no. <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, what would what would you want to do with Cesaro? I guess that's a that's a question. It's about damn fucking time he needs a damn shot. You just see both for Nakamura at the world title. I, they do. I'm not saying I mania. Okay, about uh, that, mm -hmm. I do believe that maybe for next year's WrestleMania, but I feel not for this one. Why? They would have to spend time building him up as a main event guy. Mm -hmm. It's going and they don't to have take the time, time to do that. Yeah, well, between now and Roadblock and, and WrestleMania, you know, it, no. Uh, if, if starting at the Raw after WrestleMania until the following WrestleMania, I feel like that's plenty of time to build him up for something like that. Uh, yeah. But at, at this point, for this one, probably not. Ivan, we talked about controversial opinions off the camera, but on the camera, I do want to give one, and that is because we're on the topic of him. And I mentioned this on one of my episodes I don't see Cesaro as world champion material. I think he has, you know, he's great in the ring. And I think that goes without saying, but I think that there's a place for him and that place isn't in the main event spot. And it's kind of sucks to say, but I just never saw him as that world champion material. And to put him up against someone like Roman Reigns, I wouldn't really buy into a story like that. Um, and, you know, I just think this is the worst time for it to happen. If anyone is going to do it. Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah. I would love to see that. Uh, of course, not for WrestleMania this year, but, yeah. you know, I think Cesaro just never was that guy for me. Um, promo skills to, you know, just everything all together. I never was really a big fan of him. Um, 
But I do want to see him on the card. I think him versus Seth Rollins is a match that could happen. No, I mean, it's just going to happen. We already see that already yeah. happening. And, no, and, and, and to my point, that they have a year to make Cesaro, you know, for example, change people's minds, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Potentially uh, to, to have him seen in that main event light, you know? For sure. Definitely, definitely. And now the last question of the night, so we can go ahead and say, gentlemen, now with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Everybody's still happy. I'm still happy. I'm not mad about it either. But... We don't. This is uh, the biggest cue. We haven't heard anything yet for Fastlane for him. I mean, uh, nothing yet as we speak. We just saw he just he scored not much of a squash. This time it was more minutes against the Miz. Love to you know, love the the whole segment part, Miz part. I like the like you know. I gotta give kudos to Miz. Even though I much to hate him, but he's a hard worker and he works his ass off. He deserves it. You know why not? The man deserves his credit, his credibility. But now is the biggest question that I want to ask you all: is who should be the one to face Lashley at Mania? We already see already that Drew is out of the picture as of right now, because we don't know yet until like after Roadblock. <laughs> uh, you called it Anthony, but we don't know. We don't know yet. So I'll I'll go to you, Money Mike. What do you see? Honestly, I would have wanted Braun Strowman to challenge him. Braun Strowman, I feel that, you know, he he, he won last year. He won the Universal title from Goldberg, right? Uh, this year, he could have lost against Lashley. It, it, and then he would have still been, been fine. I feel like Braun would have been fine if he would have, got, if he would have that loss. Um, but he's doing whatever it is with okay. Shane McMahon. Yeah. Uh, so he's out. Drew is, I feel, the more logical choice overall because I do think that he's going to beat Sheamus at Roadblock, and you know, I and then go on to face Lashley. the The big question for me is if that happens or if that match is set up, who would win that? Because I would definitely want Lashley to win, because you know. He, how are you going to have this guy 16 years and this and that and then boom loses first title defense or second I guess um, yeah and, and I would not want another Miz match but somehow I feel like that might happen at Fastlane maybe I don't know but definitely I hope not um, other than that I don't see any other like realistic challengers uh other than a returning Brock Lesnar, right? So, there you go. You're rebuttal for that, Anthony. For Fastlane, no one. I think you could just keep him off the card. I think that's better off for him. I don't think he needs a match. Um, if anything, he should come out on Monday and say, I'm coming to Fastlane. I'm not going to compete, but I am going to be seeking the challenger for WrestleMania. So whoever the fuck wants to step up to Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business should be stepping up at Fastlane. Um, or I'm going to take the Mania payday and I'm going to be doing nothing at the show, uh, which and I'm then, sure he will. And then Goldberg's music hits. Oh, oh my, yeah. no, no. 
<laughs> Don't you dare. Mike. I already praised you today, Mike. Come on now. Well, no, no, no. You have to do it right, though. You need to put the 10-second the clock first, and then you bring out the sparklers. Oh, God. That's the way to do it. That's how uh, AEW tries to the moment. But, uh, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so I would say maybe do that for Lashley. You bring him out at fast lane and you say, all right, who's my challenger? Don't even have him in a match. You don't need him, but I would have had him on the card because then you throw as much money as you can at that man in Canada right now. You send him back over here, get his ass in the ring, and we finally get the one-on-one -on -one match and you have that main event night one of WrestleMania. Not Bianca and Sasha. I'm sorry. I know that this is a history-making match, and I know that it's an important match. But with the build that's going on with Sasha and Bianca, and I already alluded to it, but the non-existent build of, I'm the boss. Well, I'm the EST. Well, I'm the boss. Well, I'm Reginald in the middle of this doing absolutely nothing. There is no reason that this should be main eventing WrestleMania night one. Whereas you have a story already with Bobby Lashley, the most interesting thing going right now in the WWE has been the Hurt Business. And the most interesting thing in the WWE for the last decade is always going to be Brock Lesnar. There's no better time to put this match at the marquee main event of WrestleMania, at least night one, because you still got to do Reigns versus Edge for night two. Um, you know, and I think Lesnar... You throw him the money. This is the match that he'll want to do because it's, in, it's at WrestleMania. It's for a title, and it's a dream match. Now, who would you win? I don't know because then you kind of have to have Lashley win uh, or you'll have Lesnar lose a third WrestleMania in a row for a title match. Um, so I don't know if you would do that. Uh, in that case, I would say throw in Drew McIntyre and have him take the pin and you have a triple threat match because you think about it and uh, McIntyre, Lashley, and Lesnar is a money match and I would really want to see it. Um, so I think that'll help you in that regard. Uh, you also have to think about maybe Keith Lee. I mean, he's not really doing anything right now. I don't know what the circumstance is because I know the excuse was COVID of when he wasn't in the US title match, but it's been a minute now. So I don't know if... We're kind of pulling the plug on him. I don't want to say that we are yet just because of how much praise he's gotten from Vince. Um, so maybe they're holding off on him until we get Lashley versus Keith Lee maybe, and then maybe you'll throw in Drew McIntyre. I don't know. But um, I do think that the best case scenario right now is either to do the one-on-one -on -one with Lashley and um, Lesnar because that's – the match and should be main eventing mania or you do the triple threat match so that you could have Lashley retain the title and ultimately go on uh, for a lengthy title run, which he deserves. This is the perfect time to do it for Lashley. There's no better time than right now. Mm -hmm. Definitely agreed. I, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a tough call on this one, but all the scenarios that you put out, I love it because it all makes sense. And mm -hmm. love the fact that, Yes, with Cesaro, give him a year. How Mike set up with you guys and that. Even with Nakamura, the same thing. Those two have a lot of potential. I, I just said this last week. I mean, SmackDown roster has a lot of potential talents that you're able to put over that should be on Raw to help Raw 
get their fucking ratings up or get just or not even the ratings, just the fact that they're they're three hours show and make it intriguing. I will say though, these last two raws, well, actually these last three raws have been booked pretty well. Like they've been for the first two hours, and then um, you know the main event seg. What even happened on the main event segment for all? All you have is Randy Orton segment. Was it Randy? I thought it was another Randy Orton. Him throwing up black. Yeah. Um. I don't know. That that needs to end too. I'm sorry. That's that. Storyline needs to fucking end because honestly, right. I've been a fan of it because I know that this is leading to a Firefly Funhouse match, and we're gonna get a breakdown of Randy Orton. Um, and yeah. I don't know how they'll do it because I don't know if you want to do the full cinematic match uh, with a crowd of people. Maybe you do half and half, half cinematic, half in the ring. It's up to them how to decide on that. But um, I, I kind of like the story. I like the inclusion of the Jack in the Box too. Like. She gets right to the edge. If she doesn't release it, mm-hmm. so that I means like that we're gonna have we're gonna have a new gimmick of Bobby. It's not a new gimmick, a new party base mask. Yeah, new look, new, new look for him, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see that. But I think it's just it's just just end already because it's like I get it, but I'm like just end it with Randy Orton. Yeah. I'll give you that. They did start very like too soon exactly. with uh, Orton and uh, Bray because now you go from TLC all the way to Mania, it's going to be five months now, which is long-term storytelling, but, you know, we're going to pick up the pace here. Like, Yeah, exactly, definitely. Definitely. But MGC, yeah, do you have any final thoughts? It's, you know, the, it, it'll be a interesting development. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to go ahead. And thank everyone for tuning in on my part two. And thank you for tuning in part one as well as for episode 45 here on the Circle of Debate and also the Titan Trump Podcast. Once again, I want to really, really thank my, our brother here from another mother, Anthony. Thank you so much for sticking around for part Thank one you. Part two, thank man. you for having me. Like I said, I wanted to be on this for so long. I've been watching these episodes been watching Mr. Callis over there talk his shit. Uh, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get on here eventually and finally uh, interact with you guys. And I think that this was a great episode and I'm looking forward to the future and maybe doing another collaboration. Like I always say, you guys are always welcome on. Maybe we'll have a circle debate. Come on the Titantron and we'll talk about some stuff. Yeah, you guys Anthony, are always you're, welcome. You're oh, always boy. part of that de- next level consciousness. The next level consciousness will not be on the Titantron. <laughs> I will assure you that. <laughs> a whole other level of thinking that you're a part of. <laughs> Ants will have to stay on the circle of debate. I'm very sorry about that. <laughs> your sh- your shock impersonation, like that, that like it's all in the eyes. <laughs> oh my god! I think Mike missed that. I think that Mike. Oh, here. Oh, speaking of Vatolo. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. Gods among incest. <laughs> I really got to make a compilation of Matt's uh, callous moments. It would I, I just like... be an hour, just an hour of content straight <laughs> oh up. Oh my god. Of course, it's, 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 only you knows what's best for you in reality. I swear, I, I need to learn, I need to book you with Don Callis, man, on a media call one That's, day on Impact. Oh. I, I, I the second he come in, <laughs> the second he comes in, hello, Don, I've, I've learned many things from you. I've come with an empty cup. For these lessons, you know, through time, <laughs> they say you're a manipulative carny, but you know, I, I don't see it that way. You know, you know what's best for you. <laughs> and knowing Don, he would respond with something like, 
This was an absolutely horrible impersonation of me. An impersonation <laughs> for ants, if you will. <laughs> this is not part of my next level consciousness, and that's why Kenny Omega is the greatest of all time. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely. Love it. The by God. By God Omega. Kenny by God. The circle of by God debate. We don't we don't make podcasts here. We make we history. history. <laughs> so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget also the description of below where you can actually find Anthony and Titan Trump Podcast. All the description will be right below. So subscribe to his YouTube channel as well and follow him on his social media platforms on Twitter, the Titan Tron, on Instagram, the Titan Tron, and make sure you follow them. He provides the best quick <laughs> he says it but like quick. We come and go. We, they go say ahead. it like this. We get you your information and we get you the hell out of here. That is my number one mantra for this podcast. If you want to know the best things that are happening in wrestling right now, besides, of course, turning into the tuning into the circle of debate, if you want a little more concise 20 minutes, come here. I got what you need. I got underrated matches for you. We're talking about the most important topics in wrestling, maybe some stuff that other people aren't talking about. I want to focus on what other people are not talking about and really highlighting that stuff because there's so much great stuff happening in wrestling and we need to be turning our attention to some great stuff um, and that's what the Titantron is all about. So like I even said, all my socials are in the uh, description below, Instagram, Twitter, I'm on all of your audio and video platforms that you could think of. Uh, we're, I don't know if you could see without my lighting, it yeah, died out, no, but we, we, do have, it. Uh, we do have merchandise. It's through Teespring, and I'm sure that'll be in the description below as well. Uh, fairly priced, at, uh, prices that you'll want to turn your attention to. Uh, but, you know, again, I cannot thank you guys enough for having me on. We have to do this again in the future. And I'm looking forward to any more collaborations that we have. Oh, we got one more coming. Don't, don't worry about that. Oh, right? don't you? Yeah, yeah we, uh, that, that, we we'll already know that. that. Yeah, I'll yeah we'll, uh... <laughs> And then uh, we do have a top five coming soon, so don't forget about it. Yes, that. of course. And also, ladies and gentlemen, to my other brothers here as well, to the, the calluses of calluses. Well, he's around like, he's, he has a bandana, so he's like a chef. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I. What I, it's why I do when uh, I'm too lazy to do my hair. Yeah, you know. he's, he's the basis of mats all over. He's, he can be Matt Steamboat or, or Callis Cardona. or Cardona or Party, Party. Long Island, Riddle. Long Island. Riddles. <laughs> I've never been to Long Island. <laughs> That's why he wears a mat and a hat. That's why Mr. NGC, Matt Steamboat, Callis, Elias. I can go ahead a long ass last name for him. But also, I cannot forget, of course, by God, the man with the plan, the king of steam. Oh, Jesus Christ. I even forgot my mind, the other one. <laughs> the master disaster. There you go. And that is money. By God, Mike Lopez. His intro is just blah, 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 Canada. <laughs> <laughs> even though he doesn't live at... But did you really accurately I, live... You know what? Thank you to... Thanks, Google, for... Uh, giving us that I knew information. It. I knew it. <laughs> I took the time, looked it up. 997 miles. Right on. I like that. Here you go, ladies and gentlemen. Same to you guys. Have a great day. Enjoy your Friday. And we'll see you also this Sunday as well. We're doing our top five underrated tag teams as well. We're looking forward to that. So make sure you guys tune in. And also, you're going to have an episode later on tonight, right? Yes, I will. I don't know what it's going to be about yet because I wing it on the day of when I record. So uh, 
turn tune uh turn your attention to it and uh i don't know fucking we'll talk about something on wrestling 15 minutes that's all you need to know about there you go right. turn your heads to the title ladies and gentlemen yes. see you guys later thank you so much for tuning in